Is your desire, God, that we will draw closer to you? Is your desire, Father yes, God, that we will have intimacy with you, Father God? Your word declares, Father you, God, that if we seek you, we will find you. If we will see if we will seek you with our whole heart, Father God. So Lord, we ask you, God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that that will be our heart desire to seek mm. you, to to spend time with you, quality time in your holy presence. God, that we will know exactly what is in your heart, Father, that we will know what exactly is your heart desire for us to do for your glory, for your kingdom, for your name's sake, Father. Yes, so, Lord, Lord, we ask you that today, during this day, Father, as you already have put the right words in my brother's uh, mind, Father God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we will receive it, that we will be obedient, that we will desire to... Uh, walk with you habitually in the spirit that we will not gratify the desire of the flesh God so we thank you for this day we thank you for the privilege that we can come together Father and worship you and honor you in the spirit and in truth Father God so Lord I thank you we love you Jesus we give this time to you in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen Amen. Amen. Alright well good morning again um, Carrie could you let us know who's there with you if you're able to type that in I know there's a delay, so I'm gonna give her a second. I'm sorry? Yeah, I saw that. Doreen, and she said Doreen. Good morning, Doreen, as well, then. And here um, we have Gilda, Norma, and Debbie. So, good morning to everyone. So Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, do not be misled, you cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. And I want to go on through verse 8 and 9 this morning as well. And Galatians chapter 6. Verse 8, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. So do not be misled. The justice You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. We understand that those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let us not get tired of doing what is good because at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. The good news from the Word of God this morning. How are you living? What are you putting your hands to, your eyes to, your feet towards, your thoughts towards? Because we understand as we've been meditating upon this scripture for quite some time now, and we'll continue the rest of the year, and I really pray that it's challenging us to really mature, to really grow. Um, I really pray that we are giving thought 
And how are we choosing? Because it's a choice each day, life or death. Um, trust God or trust in ourselves. Um, does you really seek God? Are you asking the Father for a deeper hunger and a thirst? And, and that's been my prayer for us, is that we would seek Him to have a deeper hunger and a thirst for Him. And the word that keeps coming back to my heart that I've been praying for is, is the word revive. And so I want to read this definition um, on this word. It says, to become active or flourishing again, to restore from a depressed, inactive, or unused state. So I'm going to read that again. Revive. To become active or flourishing again. To restore from a depressed, inactive, or unused state. And that has kind of been my prayer, not just for our fellowship, but for the church worldwide, is that we would be revived. Because we're living in these times where I truly feel that where the great harvest is upon us. So many people are open to have spiritual conversations. And I'm praying that we would be effective laborers in the harvest. And that as we are being revived, um, so our light would even burn even brighter. And that's something you've always heard me say is that yet though the world is growing darker, the church should be growing brighter as we are waiting upon the return of our Savior. And so I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 32. And these aren't new scriptures. We've read this portion of scripture multiple times. And then we're going to flow right into Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 20. And so the concept of behind these scriptures, the heartbeat behind them is calling us to live as children of light and to live in the light. And so it says here, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness They wander from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. And so we get this understanding that they're living according to the flesh. And they're only going to harvest that which is decaying, death. But if you look on to verse 20... It says, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Look at this picture. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God truly righteous and holy. When we come to Christ, we are, we're born again, and, and, and we've been talking a lot about this concept lately of this new nature, this new way that we ought to be living, this new way that we ought to be growing and, and seeking Christ, because we know in and of ourselves we didn't bring this about in our lives. 
No, God was pleased to reveal himself to us through his son Jesus. And as we've been talking about the past couple of weeks of when Jesus says, I have to go away so that he will come, the Holy Spirit. And then we understood the purpose and the reasoning why Jesus had to go away so that the Holy Spirit would come. And so that he would bring conviction to the world. That he would reveal the righteousness of God through Christ and that he would then again bring to understanding the judgment that's coming to the earth because the earth stands condemned. The world is already condemned. But as we read in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus says, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world but to save the world. I may be sounding like a broken record, but I'm really asking, are we really grasping the fullness of what we've been entrusted with? We just don't let others do it. <laughs> no, we're to be a part of it, each and every single one of us. We're the body of Christ, and each one of us have been gifted. And the, the, the Word of God talks how the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts within the church to accomplish our purpose. And so when we have a truly, I mean, just a revelation of this truth, how is it impacting our lives? When we really grasp the fact, when, it, when the Word of God tells us that greater is He that is living within us than He that is within this world. And then again, when, when we look at this definition to revive, to, uh, to become active or flourishing again, to restore from a depressed and active or unused state. And all of us have been there. Maybe we're still there. But I want to encourage us to come from there. That it's only the Lord that can revive us. But the word says, as you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him with your whole heart. I mean, this is such great news. And so when we see here in Ephesians 4 that we're to live as children of light, that we're not to live like those who are lost. Those who are just sowing to, to the flesh to reap only decay. No, like we, we have a full understanding now because of the revelation that the word of God gives that now we live a life that's sowing to that which is going to reap life. And life in abundance. Like we just don't have to settle anymore. But yet though the earth is shaking, the church should be awakening. And this is good news. So we know how to live. And then it says here in Ephesians 4, it says, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And then verse 25 shows the difference. How we once lived before and how we are to be living now. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, 
and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let that, let, I'm sorry, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So there is a way in which we are to live. And we've got to stop making excuses. We've got to stop allowing ourselves to remain inactive and, and, and to remain and abide in an unused state. Because when we, and I, I can speak for myself, when I, find, when I found myself in the, that state, depressed, inactive, unused, it's because I'm looking at myself. It's because we're so focused on ourselves, on our circumstances. But God has called us to, 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 to live differently. It's not that we don't, we don't address the issues that are in our lives. It's, it's, it's not that we just let, you know, just live however. But the truth is, is that God gives us what we need to live right. And so no matter what circumstances we're facing, we can choose to do what is right. Even if our circumstances never change. Even if the people in those circumstances never change, we can change. And that's the good news. We can put a stop to the old man, to the old woman. Not in and of ourselves, but through Christ. Through Christ. As we learn to put on the new nature, to walk differently, to talk differently, to to live differently. And to know that what we're putting ourselves to is going to reap back upon us. Life. I choose life. He goes on here, imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So that there be no sexual morality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, or coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. So don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of the Lord will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For the light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Look at, look at that. <laughs> Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So now, so live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Christ in us. 
That's how we can live in this newness of life. Putting to death the old man, the old woman, and allowing the newness to come forth. I mean, to truly come from that state of, of being unused, inactive, depressed, to be revived, to live, you know. I mean, this is, this is, this is great news. To truly see, you know, in Scripture, as you, as you turn the pages from Genesis to Revelation, you know, as, as we've always discussed, is God's purpose his plan to have a people that he will call his own and in return they will call him their God. That we are living for our maker, for our creator. That we're trusting in him. That we, that we, we, are, we have full confidence of who he is and we're not doubting him. But allowing the truth to truly set us free. Carefully determine verse 18 or verse 10. <laughs> Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. And look at this. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. To really allow the Holy Spirit to have full access to your life. To draw you closer. To have a deeper understanding of who God is. To know how He's gifted you and how He has called you. To walk with purpose. You know, and, and that's what I'm really praying for. Again, for us just to be revived, that, that we would know um, the purpose of God and that we would live for Him. That we would live as children of light. That we would be the light. That we would share the good news. That we would encourage people. That people would begin to see a, a transformed life, you know, that would draw them into the light. Because the word of God says you're either going to be a stench of death to some or sweet fragrance to others. And oh, how I'm praying that we're that sweet fragrance to others. And for those that we're a stench to, there's nothing that we can do except pray for them. No need to get mad, frustrated, angry, and react towards them. No, we just need to pray for them. So just give thought, you all, daily how you're living, to what are you putting yourself to, 
Are you trusting in self? Are you trusting in Christ? Are you in a depressed state, an inactive state, or an unused state? Because that's not where you belong. No, you need to be flourishing. You need to be active. And it's, it's so interesting that when we turn to ourselves or we give thought so much to ourselves that that's where it drags us. But yet we think by doing so, that's how we're going to accomplish things. It's the most deceiving pattern there is. If we would just learn at that moment, no, I, there's no need for me to rely on myself or my strengths or my emotions. But no, I need to trust in God. What does God say about this? How am I to respond? Let's go to Psalm 19. And we're going to spend the rest of our time in the book of Psalms. I've got just a few Psalms I want to read to us to really encourage us um, to allow the Lord to revive us. Good morning, Melissa. I see that you're on. So Psalm 19. So as we read through these Psalms again, look for the phrases, look for uh, the wording where it calls us to be revived. Listen to how the psalmist is pleading and crying out to God or declaring what is right about God. Um, this, this is a psalm that was written by King David. Um, the heavens proclaim the, the glory of God. The, the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet, their message has gone throughout the earth. And their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It burst forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of heaven, of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect. Look at this, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing, look at this, joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are warning, I'm sorry, they are a warning to your servant, a great reward to those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. 
And look at this. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Look at that, y'all. Verse 7, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. We're never going to be revived if we're not connected (laughs) to him. If we're not seeking him. If we're not beginning to discipline ourselves in opening up his word, communicating with him, listening to him, to him, learning of him, applying truth. I mean, listen to that. Verse 7 through 11. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. And then verse 14, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. To be revived. We can't do it in our own strength. We must seek him, you all. And we must ask. We have not because we've asked not. We know where we're at, and so we don't need to beat ourselves up. And, and again, we, we say it all the time and, and play in this weird, you know, poor me. Like, oh, I'm a bad Christian. I can't do anything right. All oh, this and that and this and that. And again, all that is is looking at self. <laughs> so we've got to get beyond what the traps of the enemy. <laughs> the enslavement of the flesh it just wants to keep us down. And we've got to start looking up. To the one who has called us out. To the one who has given us everything we need to live a godly life. He's given us his words, his commands. He calls us. And then not only does he calls us, but he equips us to live it. He's not man that he should lie. Like the instructions of the Lord, look at this, are perfect. Reviving the soul. Go to Psalm 6... Um, Hold on, hold on. Psalm 85. 85. If you're lacking in in Bible study, if you're lacking in prayer, if you're lacking in wisdom, like I'm asking you all, I'm encouraging you all, just to ask him. There's nothing you can do to try to spark the embers. <laughs> like he does all the work of ask. And then an asking do as he leads. You know? 
the, it says here, Psalm 85, Lord, you are, I'm sorry, Lord, you poured out blessings on your land. You restored the fortunes of Israel. And let's focus here on verse 2. You forgive the guilty, I'm sorry, you forgive the guilt of your people. Yes, you've covered all their sins. You held back the fury, you kept back your blazing anger. Verse 4, now restore us again, O God of our salvation. Put aside your anger against us once more. Will you be angry with us always? Will you prolong your wrath to all generations? Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying. For he speaks peace to his faithful people. But let them not return, look at this, to their foolish ways. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. Oh, so our land will be filled with his glory. Unfailing love and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth springs up from the earth and righteousness smiles down from heaven. Yes, the Lord pours down his blessing. Our land will yield its bountiful harvest. Righteousness goes as a herald before him, preparing the way for his steps. Look at verse 3 again. You held back your fury. You kept back your blazing anger. Now restore to us again, O oh God, our salvation. Put aside your anger against us once more. Will you be angry with us always? Will you prolong your wrath to all generations? Look at this. Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O oh Lord, and grant us your salvation. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people. But let them not return to the foolish ways. And verse 2, you forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all their sins. I mean, this is the psalmist writing this. How God dealt with Israel. Oh, but what beautiful transition. What a beautiful transition for the new covenant. Because Christ, Jesus, our Lord, has finished everything that he came to do. Like he has defeated sin and death. In fact, the Bible says that he remembers our sins no more as far as the east is to the west. You know, we have been forgiven. Like we, because of Christ, will no longer experience the wrath of God. But now we're at peace with God. Oh, how I pray that's, that's how we would start living. At peace with God. Because he has covered our sins. He has removed them. He's no longer angry. He holds no charges against us. He has freely revealed himself graciously to us through Christ. He showed us his unfailing love and how it endures throughout the generation. 
And oh, how I pray, as, as the psalmist says here, that we would listen carefully to God and to what the Lord is saying. For he speaks peace. Again, that when Jesus says, peace I leave you, peace I give you, not as the world gives, you know, peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. And, and, and God, how I pray that, that we can grasp that. That yet though it's always said, but that it's just not words that's falling on deaf ears, but it's words that would penetrate uh, our heart and the very depths of who we are to bring forth life. That I can choose to make decisions based on the wholeness that is found in Christ and not out of my brokenness. But I can choose this day to listen and to respond and not return back to the foolish ways, to the ways of the world. Psalm 119 is where we're ending today. And I just encourage you all to, to go back through these scriptures and just meditate upon them, just sit with them, reflect upon them, pray through them. It's a long psalm, so we're just going to kind of pace ourselves as we come to an end today. But oh, how I pray that these words would bring encouragement to your soul and that you would walk away from today with a desire um, to truly seek him, to be revived. You know, we're never going to reach the state of perfection while we're on this earth. The Bible says we're not perfected until we are with him. We have to grow. We have to mature. We can't, I always say, we can't just take up camp. Like we have to to push. We have to to get up and to push through and to persevere and, and to trust and to know our God. Joyful, says here, are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws. Look at this. And search for him with all of their hearts. They do not compromise with evil. And they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed. When I compare my life with your commands, as I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you for living. I'm sorry, I will thank you by living as I should. Listen to that. Verse 7 again. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. 
I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Now again, this is the psalmist who who has the commands of God. He's seeking God. But when I think about us and the people of the new covenant, Christ has come to fulfill the law. The Bible says that as, as the new covenant believers that we are in Christ. This is our position. And so we're not striving to keep, if you would, the law. Because the law is already made perfect in Christ. And so now if we're in Christ and we have the Holy Spirit within us. Empowering us to live right. As we depend upon him, that's why the word of God says that if you habitually walk in the spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. That's why the New Testament can say, throw off the sin that so easily entangles you, you know, that you can truly be expressive in your relationship with Christ because we have been engrafted into his family. We have been adopted in, we've been given the right to call him Abba, to call him Daddy. There's an intimacy now that we have with God. Now, therefore, we're at peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we get up daily and we go throughout our day with the same heart attitude as the psalmist, or we should be. And if you just look at that portion from 1, verse 1 through 16... We should be just as committed as the psalmist. Because we are in Christ. We're not striving to keep the law. But we are striving to honor our God through Christ. To live differently because we've been born again. Like there has been a radical change (laughs) within us, within every believer because you've received Christ the fulfillment of what God had established from the beginning that God himself would reconcile a people and bring them unto himself and that they would be his people and he would be their God are you hiding his word in your heart that you might not sin against him? Are you seeking him daily to teach you his decrees? Are you reciting them out loud? Are you rejoicing in his laws and and, and righteousness and the right way of living? Are you studying his words? Are you reflecting on his ways? Do you take delight in his decrees? Verse 17, be good to your servant that I may live, look at this, and obey your word. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. I am only a foreigner in the land. Don't hide your commands from me. I am always overwhelmed with the desire for your regulations. You rebuke the arrogant. Those who wander from your commands are cursed. Don't let them scorn or insult me, for I have obeyed your laws. 
Even princes sit and speak against me. But I will meditate on your decrees. Your laws please me. They give me wise counsel. I lie in the dust. Revive me. Look at this. By your word. I told you my plans and you answered. Now teach me your decrees. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments. And I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. I will keep. I'm sorry, I will weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your regulations. I cling to your laws. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. I will pursue your commands for you expand my understanding. Teach me your decrees, O Lord, and I will keep them till the end. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Oh, look at these verses coming up. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Reassure me of your promise made to those who fear you. Help me abandon my shameful ways for your regulations are good. I long to obey your commandments. Renew my life with your goodness. Lord, give me your unfailing love, the salvation that you promised me. Then I can answer those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch your word of truth from me, for your regulations are my only hope. I will keep on obeying your instructions forever and ever. I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. I will speak to kings about your laws, and I will not be ashamed. How I delight in your commands, how I love them. I honor and love your commands. I meditate on your decrees. Wow. Oh, that we would have this heart as this psalmist has for the word of God, for his truths, for his commands. To live for God, to honor God, to be be reassured of his promises. And I love how he, said, how he says here in verse 39, help me abandon my shameful ways for your regulations are good. I mean, when you take the word of God and it's like when the book of James says it, that it, it's the mirror that we intently look into. <laughs> but we ought not to be like that man who intently looks into the mirror and then turns away and forgets what he looks like. No, no, no. We need not only just to be a hearer of the word, but we must be a doer of the word. Give me your unfailing love, the salvation that you promised me. I will keep on obeying your instructions. I will walk in freedom. I will speak. And oh, how I delight in your commands, how I love them. Oh, if that is not your heart today, if that is not your Christian walk today, oh, how I pray that you would get before Christ and allow him to spark 
to ignite your heart with a desire for his word, for a desire to walk in his commands, to a, a desire to live for him and him alone. To revive you from that depressed, inactive, unused state. Look at verse 49. Remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in my troubles. <laughs> the proud hold me in utter contempt. But I do not turn away from your instructions. I meditate on your age-old regulations. Oh Lord, look at this, they comfort me. I became furious with the wicked because they reject your instructions. Your decrees have been the theme of my songs wherever I have lived. I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. This is how I spend my life, obeying your commandments. Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words with all my heart. I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promise. I ponder the direction of my life and I turned to follow your laws. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. Evil people tried to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored, look at this, to your instructions. I rise at midnight to thank you for your just regulations. I am a friend to anyone who fears you, anyone who obeys your commandments. O oh Lord, your unfailing love fills the earth. Teach me your decrees. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. Ah, look at that. But now I closely follow your word. You are good and you do only good. Teach me your decrees. Oh, how I pray. That we too can say that with confidence. Verse 68. You are good and do only good. Remember I told you. So many times that we you know we, we've lived our lives throwing our fist up to God. Or, or we're angry at God. Or you know we're, we're putting God aside and trying to do our own things. But God is good. There's no fault in him. There's no error found in God. There's nothing that's happened in your life that we can point to and say it's God's fault. Because God is good. God is just. God is holy. Arrogant people smear me with lies. With lies. But in truth, I obey your commandments with all my heart. Verse 69. Their hearts are dull and stupid. But I delight in your instructions. My suffering was good for me. Oh, God, if we could just get to that truth. For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. Wow. Your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. You made me. You created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find me in I'm sorry. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy. For I have put my hope in your word. I know, O Lord, that your regulations are fair. You discipline me because I needed it. Now let your unfailing love comfort me. Just 
as you promised me your servant. Surround me with your tender mercies so I may live. For your instructions are my delight. Bring disgrace upon the arrogant people who lied about me. Meanwhile, I will concentrate on your commandments. Let me be united with all who fear you, with those who know your laws. May I be blameless in keeping your decrees. Then I will never be ashamed. I'm worn out waiting for your rescue. But I have put my hope in your word. My eyes are straining to see your promises come true. When will you comfort me? I'm shriveled like a white skin in the smoke. But I have not forgotten to obey your decrees. How long must I wait? When will you punish those who persecute me? These arrogant people who hate your instructions have dug deep pits to trap me. All your commands are trustworthy. Protect me from those who hunt me down without cause. They almost finished me off, but I refuse to abandon your commandments. In your unfailing love, spare my life. Then I can continue to obey your laws. I mean, the psalmist is going through. He's experienced such trouble in his life. And yet, listen to how he's singing, how he's praying, how he's communicating to his God. He's in a season of, in, in this portion, he's in a season of waiting. <laughs> he's worn out. I'm worn out waiting for your rescue. But I have put my hope in your word. Oh, if, if you're in a season of waiting, if you're in a season of just being worn out, Put your hope in Christ. Put your hope in Christ. He says, my eyes are straining to see your promises come true. When will you comfort me? We will experience seasons like this in our lives. But it's how we respond to them. It's really going to show the depths of of our character and our love for Christ. I mean, look how he describes his life. How long must I wait? And then he goes, in your unfailing love, spare my life that I can continue to obey your laws. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Verse 90, your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. Your regulations remain true to this day for everything serves your plans. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your commandments. For them, I'm sorry, for by them you give me life. I am yours, rescue me. For I have worked hard at obeying your commandments. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Even perfection has its limits, but your commandments have no limit. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. Oh, that's a good one. For they are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. 
I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I have refused to walk on any evil path so that I may remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me well. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I've promised at once, and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. I have suffered much, O Lord. Restore my life again as you promised. Lord, accept my offering of praise and teach me your regulations. My life constantly hangs in the balance, but I will not stop obeying your instructions. The wicked have set their traps for me, but I will not turn from your commandments. Your laws are my treasure. They are in my heart. They are my heart's delight. I am determined to keep your decree to the very end. I hate those with divided loyalties, but I love your instructions. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Get out of my life, you evil-minded people, for I intend to obey the commands of my God. Lord, sustain me as you promise that I may live. Do not let my hope be crushed. Sustain me. And I will be rescued. Then I will meditate continually on your decrees. But you have rejected all who stray from your decrees. They are only fooling themselves. You skim off the wicked of the earth like scum. No wonder I love to obey your laws. I tremble in fear of you. I stand in awe of your regulations. Don't leave me to the mercy of my enemies. (laughs) For I have done what is just and right. Please guarantee a blessing for me. Don't let the arrogant oppose me. My eyes strain to see your rescue, to see the truth of your promise fulfilled. I am your servant. Deal with me in your unfailing love and teach me your decrees. Give me discernment. I mean, give discernment to me, your servant. Then I will understand your laws. Lord, it is time for you to act. For these evil people have violated your instructions. Truly, I love your commands more than gold, even the finest gold. Each of your commandments is right. That is why I hate every false way. Verse 124, I am your servant. Deal with me in your unfailing love. And teach me your decrees. I mean, again, it's a long psalm. But oh, when I see this, the longing that we should have for our God, especially in this temporal world that's being shaken. And that we know, as we're told, Jesus himself tells us, as the days approach to his return, how wicked the earth is going to be. The chaos that's going to be upon it. Oh, that we wouldn't put our hope in anything that is temporal but that we would keep looking up, that we would put our hope into Christ and Christ alone, that we would have a longing like this psalmist to to look up to our God, to cry out unto him, to trust in him. He's already fulfilled what this psalmist is longing for through Christ. I mean, seriously, 
That's how we have to live. This is the confidence that we have to have as believers that our God has accomplished all that he has set out to do. It is finished. We can rejoice. We can have joy. We can have hope. That hope in Christ will never disappoint us. Trials are going to come. But they're there to produce something within us. To develop us. To draw us even closer to Him. And that's what I love as, as I meditated on the psalm, as I, as I continue to meditate upon it. I love the fact that this psalmist, is con- it, 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 he's drawing close to God. He, he's getting closer to God. In the midst of all this craziness, there He is. Wow. Thank you, Father. I am your servant. Deal with me in unfailing love. I mean, think about that. Even when we are doing what we ought not to be doing, that's how he deals with us. Like the love of God. He disciplines those that he loves. He longs for us to mature and to grow and to be these vessels of honor, to be these trophies of grace. You know, the enemy cannot have any access to our hearts and our lives unless we give it to him. The Bible is very clear. If we submit ourselves to God and resist the enemy, he has to flee. There's nothing that can come our way, no matter if it's from the enemy, from the flesh, or from mankind, that can ever snatch us out of his love. (laughs) Temptation will come, but he makes a way out of every temptation. Oh, how we need to be rooted and grounded in Christ. Your laws are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. The teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand. I pant, look at this picture, with expectation, longing for your commands. Oh, how I pray. That's how we come to his word, come to the time of fellowship, even when his word is being preached or taught or read. (laughs) Like, are you longing for this? Come and show me your mercy as you do for all who love your name. Guide my steps by your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. Ransom me from the oppression of evil people, then I can obey your commandments. Look upon me with love. Teach me your decrees. River of tears, rivers of tears gush from my eyes because people disobey your instruction. O Lord, you are righteous. And your regulations are fair. Your laws are perfect and completely trustworthy. I am overwhelmed with indignation, for my enemies have disregarded your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested. That is why I love them so much. I am insignificant and despised, but I don't forget your commandments. (laughs) Your justice is eternal, and your instructions are perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. 
Oh, come on. These words aren't just words just to be thrown out there. This is the life that we can experience. As pressure and stress bear down on me, oh, how I pray that we can confidently say that at times. (laughs) I find joy in your commands. Your laws are always right. Help me to understand them so I may live. I pray with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I will obey your decrees. I cry out to you. Rescue me that I may obey your laws. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. and your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Let me be, oh, look at this, revived by following your regulations. Lawless people are coming to attack me. They live far from your instructions, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last forever. Look upon my suffering and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instructions. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promise. The wicked are far from rescue, for they do not bother with your decrees. Lord, how great is your mercy! Let me be revived by following your regulations. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors make me sick at heart. See how I, I'm sorry. Seeing these traitors make me sick at heart because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord? Give back my life because of your unfailing love. The very essence of your word is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. (laughs) Wow. And I hope that you're seeing it as as you're reading this and you're hearing it read. Like it's all God. It's his word. It's his truth. It's the truth that sets us free. There's there's a a deep-rooted hope in God. There's a deep-rooted hope in Christ. It would never disappoint us. You know, so many people have have cried out or have, have said even to me when I'm counseling with them, if only God would take this away. And I've shared this with you before. And always encourage them. He has. Why are you still holding on to it? Like you have to freely give it away. You have to freely give it up. Like he's done all that he needs to do through the shedding of his blood, through being through through his resurrection. Like everything that we need is available. He's not holding anything back. He longing he longingly wants to give to us, to mature us, to grow us. And look, we're talking about being revived. We're talking about getting out of a a state of being depressed, a state of being inactive, a state of being unused. And it's all through Christ. It's taking his truth and applying it. Even if it's just one little step. Even if it's just getting up today and holding on to a promise for today and just getting through the day. (laughs) That's growth. 
start up afresh the next day. Lay through the night, ponder on his, his promises, think about him, look to him, seek him while he may be found, trust him. These are your words, these are your truths. Be honest before him. He knows what we're going through already. He knows the burdens that are upon us. I mean, the psalmist is laying out, like, this is what's going on in my life. But God, (laughs) here is your truth. This is your justice. This is your word. You honor your word. (laughs) Your law is pleasing to me. I want to keep it. Even his sufferings and everything, he's crying out to God, rescue me. Like he knows his God. Oh, that God would revive our hearts. He goes on here in verse 161. Powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles trembles only at your word. (laughs) Even being harassed, (laughs) the harassment isn't what he trembles at. (laughs) He trembles at the word of God. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. I hate and abhor all falsehood, but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. I I long for your rescue, Lord, so I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and laws because you know everything I do. Oh, Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Oh, it's not a beautiful prayer. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. Giving me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. Oh, Lord. I have longed for your rescue and your instructions are my delight. Let me live so I can praise you and may your regulations help me. I have wandered away away like a lost sheep. Come and find me for I have not forgotten your command. How he ends that there. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me. For I have not forgotten your commands. And I don't know what that draws you to, what picture that gives you. But Jesus <laughs> leaves the 99 to find the one that has wandered away. He's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. So wherever you're at today, my prayer for all of us would be that we would seek him to revive us. And we belong for him, for a fresh touch, a fresh wind, a fresh fire. That he would breathe upon us that no matter what you're going through or, or what you're going to face in the weeks to come, that you would trust in Christ and in Christ alone. Amen. 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 We'll be encouraged. I'm going to close this with this last song and then Gilda, would you close us in prayer today?